Oh, it started. We're back. We're back. We're back with a vengeance. We're back with a victory. We're back with three points. Oh, does it get better than this, Fizzy? Oh, wow. Well, is, it, is, it is it the best it's been in the last month? I would say yes. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it was, it's a bit more like it, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it should be. Step in the right direction. Um, Certainly. There but positives. There positives. Quite a few, actually. Uh, quite a few. I was getting, yeah. I was getting very worried at one point, though. I have to say, when the, when the first goal hadn't come, and Arsenal had sort of lost their dominance, I just thought, how, how is this, how is this going to end? I'd have to say a bit like, bit like that theme tune, you know, not well. <laughs> oh no, no, not again! Yeah, but see, that means, that means, you know, being Mystic Meg, that means if the theme tune plays twice, that means two wins in a row. So, but don't trust superstition. For a start, that he he started uh, nearly all of our new signings, and I think that's something that you know. Last week was a bit of a, or a couple of weeks ago was a bit of a calamity for a number of reasons, uh, weather inclusive. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think yeah, the fact that he started Ramsdale, I was pleased at that. He started obviously the new pairing of White and Gabrielle, which I have to think is. Is going to be his his go-to pairing, you know, uh, etc. The the Japanese lad, uh, Tomayasu. I'm sorry if I say that wrong. Tomayasu. I thought he was very good, mm. and obviously he's got a combination. You know, he's got a pairing with uh, Pepe. Uh, that sort of sort of all needs time, and I think, you know, I thought he played very well. Uh, the right back, I thought he you know, he attacked well, and he, he looked dangerous, and he won lots of headers in the air. So he's not. He's not a diminutive right back, is he? And not I think at all. I, sort of stat there. Yeah. I think he won all of his aerial duels, like there were seven of them, yeah, in that first half. So I was pleased with that. Uh, and I was pleased with, obviously, uh, Lukunga. He, he just looks more and more like a player that, you know, uh, I want to see. And let me think of who else. We had Odegaard. But Odegaard pissed around a little bit. I don't think I was a Massively impressed, but I thought he did all right. He worked hard. Uh, he worked hard, Odegaard. So I was did, pleased did, yeah. from that perspective. And I think you could say the same for Pepe as well. Like, yeah, I mean, Pepe worked Pepe extremely is... hard. I mean, the pair of them. The pair of them. Yeah, his end product was a little hit and miss, but but then ultimately, yeah. in effect, he set up the goal. Even though uh, the commentary I was listening to, he had Matthew Upson. Matthew Upson clearly hates Pepe because he was just con- continually knocking the guy, saying his first touch is not that good. And it's true, there were two occasions his first touch wasn't good, but but a lot of times his first touch is good, I feel. And certainly, you know, on the ball, there, there aren't many better players in the Premier League, I would think, than Pepe, when he's on, when he's on his form, you know? It's, yeah. I mean, you know, when that's I, the problem with Pepe. Is yeah. When, when is he on his form? Like, I, think, I think he pushed on. I thought he did all right last season. Yeah. I think we, we have to expect big things from him this year. And we do, don't we? Because we mm. paid seventy odd million for him. It was a lot he's money. our record signing mm. by a country mile. I, I think we have to start. Like, but he, there's a lot of players like that. Uh, but yeah, so go, go back to the game slightly. Just I thought, you know, I thought Saka did all right. I thought, for, like, I was more happy with the sort of the defensive side of the performance mm. I think, than the attacking. I thought we buzzed around and we tried very hard. And I thought the energy was there. Very much. I thought. Yeah. You know, I think the stats also show something like you know, 25 shots, but only three on target. <laughs> and I think that has been, that was a, certainly another that was a problem yesterday, where we tried, and you know, like you said about we had uh, after the first 20, 25 minutes of dominance, we still hadn't scored, and I think the players were looking a bit, you know, and I think everyone was feeling a bit like, oh fucking hell, you know, what can we do? Yeah, because they didn't look like they could open up um, Norwich at all. That was what I thought. Just long-range efforts that were never going to trouble Krull and goal. It was Lacombra, I think, had a shot that didn't trouble him. But it was was a decent shot, but straight down the middle. And aside from that, I don't remember much. I mean, uh, apart from lots of Arsenal possession, lots of effort. And, you know, just just in in the box didn't look like anything was going to happen, I didn't think. No, I agree. I completely agree. There were, there were, I think Aubameyang had a chance in the first half. 
which he, he kind of... Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, he snatched it, really. Snatched it. Yeah, he snatched it, yeah. Uh, Good strike, yeah, but I, I why? Agree. No, yeah, not we, at all. We, we, we deserve to win. I think I, I don't think many people can argue with that. I think we yeah, we attacked, and for me, it was like we were like a boxer that won on points because we threw more punches. <laughs> that we sounds like about right. That sounds about right, uh, actually. But yeah. yeah, if you ask yourself how many of those punches landed, not many. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we just danced around the yeah. ring till the other guy got exhausted. But actually, yeah, it wasn't even that. We did the Homer yeah. Simpson sort of approach to boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah let him punch us until they got tired and then <laughs> they fell over. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was a little bit of that. Like, I think, I think, focus on the positive. Like for a start, well, we should be beating Norwich any day of the week. But let's focus on the positive. We got the win. Yeah. Okay, we got three points. We got a goal. Uh, and you know, for me, Arteta, yeah, he he's got no real excuses now. And he he said as much, isn't he? He said. You know, he said, "This is my team now. You know, we have to start delivering." And you, you know, he, he said, "I think you might have said in the program notes. We certainly said at some point, you know, oh, we're building a team for the future." And you can see that with the transfer deals. You can see all of the signings that were uh, bought, we're all under twenty-five, maybe even all under twenty-three. And aside from Abamian, that's a you know, even arguably Pepe, but that's a very young team. Mm. Unfortunately, Zach Jack is going to continue to play. I, I, he wouldn't be in my starting midfield. I'd start the, based on performances. I'd start the conquer. Uh, yeah. and based on like, overall ability, I'd start Partey. It was Partey that started the move for the goal. Well, yeah, it made but, a difference. It's funny. I was writing. Yeah, he's I was writing um, at the time. Uh, at the time before he came on. I mean, I did call this slightly wrong, it has to be said, but at half-time, I was starting to get quite nervous. I was nervous for the whole game, actually. But at half-time, I was extremely nervous. And I and I, I was writing, and I tried to post it, but it didn't go through because I was rushing it. But I was writing, he's got to bring, he's got to bring Partey on. I was going to take, uh, you probably disagree with this, but I would have taken, uh, made the nails off. Because some of his passing was pretty poor, even though he played quite well overall. He was quite yeah, busy. No, no, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I thought, I, I, the feeling I got from, and I, it's his first game in midfield, mm. and yeah, I, I don't even begrudge him too much the, the whole Instagram, social media spat that he had. I think it was ill-advised. Yeah, very. Right. I can understand why he did it. Mm. Uh, I, I got the feeling I was watching him play, I, I just got that feeling, it's like, you're not a midfielder. Yeah, like, I was thinking advised. exactly the same thing. You know, it's really mean, weird. Like, When he played at right back, because I thought it was a bad move by Arteta, but then I had to say well, actually it wasn't a bad move because because obviously yeah. Arsenal won and also Ainsley looked more comfortable at right back. If truth be told, yeah. I mean I I prefer the Japanese boy because he's better in the air, but Ainsley was good at right back. He was pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Um, in yeah. midfield, he was he was a bit you know. Sometimes I thought yeah he's offering something, but it's not enough for me unfortunately. But yeah. I'd, I'd take him over Shaka any day of the week, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Ainsley's a million times better than Shaka, from my from my point of view. Well, Maitland-Niles isn't going to get himself sent off by proving what a hard man is. Maitland-Niles is going to be selfish and think about him. And, yeah, I'll go for sure. Though. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and it's interesting. I was having this chat on a, like a WhatsApp group. Uh, and, we were, and I was talking about, like, well... You know, El Nini was injured, and you know, obviously Jack was suspended, and we, we weren't sure if the Congo was going to start. Thankfully, he did, mm. but we weren't sure if he was going to start. So my question was, well, who else would you play in midfield? Because you know, you've got no part, you know, Partey, obviously, and Maitland-Niles was the next choice. Then you've got, after that, this is a bit of a massive, massive long shot, but after that, you've got that, that new lad that's everyone's ranting and raving about... Uh, Patino or something, I'm not sure what his oh, name is. Oh, yeah, yeah. He Charlie, was training with Charlie. the first team. Yeah. But of course, like, he's, you know, he's a million miles away. 
but we are a little bit thin in midfield. And, you know, I know he likes El Nini. I'm not a big fan, but he does like El Nini. But, you know, it's, Maitland-Null does give a, a different option. That much is true. Mm, mm. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Like I, said, I don't think he played particularly well. I, I, I wasn't that impressed. I thought he tried. I just don't think he has the technical ability to be a midfielder. I think it's, his skill set is more suited mm. to be a fullback because he's athletic, he's very athletic. Yeah. Uh, and but well, yeah, time will tell. It's his passing. Chance, it? It's just his passing. Is he? You know, he can't. Yeah. He can't seem to pick out a red shirt on a regular basis. <laughs> it's a bit of a problem. But then I've said the same about Shaka, and then he improved over over a period of time. And you know, if he does yeah, get a I, run I playing midfield, he yeah, might yeah, may improve. It's yeah. Jacker's main attribute uh, for me is his passing. I think like uh, it is mm. one of the many things I don't like about him is his lack of mobility. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. Whereas I think Maitland-Oski is more mobile. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I mean, based on that performance from Ainsley, I would say Jacker's a better passer of the ball, and he has improved significantly. But the reason why I got on Jacker's case, well, I. I think, you know, going back in time, when he first arrived, I thought, please, we've got this guy. He looks quite decent. Then he started making all these heinous errors, like passing yeah. to the ball, passing to the opposition in our own third. He did it so many times. And if a player does that, you know, day in, day out, I, I'd just axe him from the team. If it were me, I would axe him. I don't care what else he brings to the team. If he's basically scoring own goals, because in effect, that's what they are, then I'd, I'd get rid of him. Because you can't afford to just give the opposition chances. Like in the Premier League, I mean, in any league, actually. I just I just think it's a basic thing and he can't seem to get it right. I think for when I saw Ainsley in midfield, I was just thinking, this guy, I mean, the only thing we slightly disagree on is, is this. Because I think he's got everything. Yeah, the passing ability doesn't seem to be there, but he might improve. I think he's got everything to be a midfielder, except one thing is... His brain doesn't seem wired into being in a midfielder, but that may be because he's played in you know these other positions so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm really not sure maybe. what the reason is. Yeah. And uh, but I did well, notice, I would, you know, back in the well, day. Yeah, I would say yeah. as well. Jack doesn't have the brain. No, he doesn't. So I'd I'd uh, pick Ainsley over him. Are, we, are you sure we've only got those two options? I thought there were more than, you know, so Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Jacka, Oh, yeah, yeah party. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's pretty That's shocking. Five. Suddenly, I've gone yeah. from thinking Arsenal got a really huge squad to suddenly thinking it's it's not well, much of a squad. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. If, yeah. It does, it it's not filled with quality. Mm. I think that would be a, a fair... I think it's filled. Mm. I don't think it's filled with... It's not in depth. Obviously, it's, not, it's never going to be anywhere near cities, but... You know, I don't get that feeling it's filled with lots of great players. I think it's filled with some half-decent players and some absolutely bang-average players. Uh, and I, I'd say El Nini's one of them. Like, I've got nothing against El Nini. Everyone loves him at the club. But it's like, you know, in terms of, he doesn't bring much. Like, he's, he's very mm. defensive-minded. Like, yeah, sometimes you need that, fine. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's a bit of a crab, isn't he? And I think, and Jack is a bit of a like, Jack has to be told to pass the ball forward. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll see how it, how it develops. I think, obviously, Arteta hopefully certainly saw the reaction to Maitland-Niles uh, from the fans because it's like, this is one of our, yeah, he's one of our own sort of thing. Mm. He's still the Spurs and Harry Kane thing. He's one of our own. Uh, and he is. He's a Haylander boy. And I think that even if we all know he might not be the most talented certainly in that midfield, I think it was to do that, I think, was quite a desperate act. So, yeah, we'll see how things go. But, yeah, I thought he was all right. But, yeah, don't get wrong, he didn't click. A lot of things didn't click, but they, they tried. And I think, you know, they, they accepted the fact that Arteta accepted the fact that you know, things have to improve. And he is judged on his results now. So, it's going to be pressure, pressure for him. Uh, obviously, Burnley next week is going to be a difficult game. It's not going to be an easy game because they haven't started particularly well and they've got a bit of a weird voodoo over us as well. Like, mm. uh, so, yeah, what you know, like performances. Year, he was, yeah, he was well, gifting they, them they goals. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, news. yeah. 
Thankfully, um, Xhaka's not playing because he was Xhaka both games last season. Managed to gift him either a goal, he got sent off, lost his head. Yeah. Changed the game. If you remember back to the home game, we were cruising. We were absolutely cruising. And, uh, and I think we only won it up, but, well, maybe it was nil nil, I can't remember. But certainly we were in control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I would James, call it. And obviously, it was minus, it was me, look at me, I'm a big man, yeah, I'm a hard man, sort of thing. And, and then, obviously, if you, yeah, you can remember that the, just giving them a goal, wasn't it? It's like, oh, let's hit him really hard at the Burnley player and see what happens. <laughs> and, uh, that's the weirdest you know, goal. I've never, ever so, seen that in my so whole life. Weird, it's ne- it yeah, so I remember it's ranting so about it. I know, it it's was just... just Brighton's coming up as well. So Burnley, Spurs, Brighton. That's what I can remember That's off the top of my head. No, uh, no, Burnley. Oh, but, well, there's AFC Wimbledon no. in between, probably. Yeah, Burnley, yeah. So, I'm sorry, Burnley, Wimbledon, and then Spurs, yeah. And then Brighton the week after, and then the mm. international break. So, yeah, that's the rumour doing the rounds, isn't it? He's got so till the up. international break if he doesn't. If you don't, I mean, I, how many games do you have to win? Because the thing is, it was going through my head with a, with the score still nil nil. An hour had been played. I was thinking, okay, how long? Say he draws this game. I was thinking, say he draws this game. He's not going to get he's not going to get kicked out if it's a nil nil draw. The performance is not bad, but not great. So, uh, how many points does he have to get, and how many wins, or you know, what's acceptable? Yeah. I think if he doesn't beat Spurs. Oh, no. Because I don't think Spurs are that great. They're not so, that great. Uh, no. Especially so, if if Sun's not playing, then they I mean, I was watching Spurs against Palace. They absolutely got smashed by Patrick Vieira's boys. Uh, did you notice the fans were singing Vieira? Whoa. Did you notice that? They were all yeah, singing. They were singing uh, he's one more than you. Vieira, huh. he's one more than you. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I thought yeah, I thought they I thought they would they were I mean if I was betting, which I don't tend to do very often, um I probably would have put a bet on Spurs not getting a good result at Palace, purely because uh, what's his name? Uh, Nuno or whatever his name is. Um, Santa Claus, some stupid name like that. he got uh, he got manager of the month and I thought that's the kiss of death. You get manager of the month, he's lost his best player, son son's not playing. I don't know. I mean, Palace are quite difficult to play against in these local derbies, so I just didn't fancy their chances much. Well, I think as well, you've got the whole new manager. Yeah. Vieira's first game. Um, One of his first. Are you still there? Seems like you may have cut out there. Oh, yeah. Seems like. Yeah, I think you've got the new manager. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're back. You've got the new manager approach. So I think, you know, Arsenal, yeah, the new manager effect, I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Arsenal have been undone by that many times. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I, think, I don't think Spurs are a particularly great team. I think, yeah, they're probably a better team than Arsenal are at the minute. That's not, but, you know, I think, I think Arteta's got that. I think, honestly, I think he's got it to the end of Just because it's not just the results, which are a big thing, which are the biggest thing, if you ask me. Mm. But it's just the, the style of the performances, you know, or the... You know, how, how that city was a shock, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah, see, I because, yeah, the thing is, yeah. when you think back in the day, I mean, this is sort of before your time, but in the 70s, I remember Arsenal getting smashed, I think, at Derby 5-0. They might have lost Stoke 5-0 at one point. They were getting yeah. smashed every now and then, but then they'd still finish quite high in the league. And, uh, and the thing is, well, the other thing is, we didn't have... If these away games, unless you went to them, you wouldn't see the full 90 minutes. You'd just see the highlights. But on the highlights, it always looked like Arsenal gave a decent performance. 
no matter what the result was. But the, the Man City game was particularly shocking. I know going down to 10 men didn't, didn't help. But aside from the first six minutes, that was a total disaster. Brentford was, well, that was a dot on the cards. And again, that was extremely disappointing. The Chelsea one, the only thing that upset me, and I think I said it last time, so I probably shouldn't again, but I will, is that James was rampaging down the right and and Arsenal couldn't do anything about it. it just And luckily, this well, time, Arsenal, Arsenal it's a bit better. They, they, didn't, they didn't react to the obvious tactical yeah. fucking flaw uh, or yes, a, a change was needed, a tactical change was needed, and Arteta waited too long to react to it until we were tuning down. Yeah. Uh, but again, that, you know, that shows his inexperience, doesn't it, really, as a manager. Uh, and I think Arsenal have got to the point, or certainly Arsenal fans have gone, well, we don't want you to make all your mistakes with us. You know, uh, but what, what one thing that, yeah, to try and be positive about it, one thing that does fill me with a bit of confidence is the signings that we've got, even if Arteta leaves or when Arteta leaves, mm. be it a year from now, a month from now, whenever. Whoever comes in has got a great bunch of players to work with, you know, in terms of potential. You yeah. Know, uh, so, you know, the, the rumour is obviously Conte, isn't it? Uh, but he's got, you know, Arsenal are a bit, you know, financially strong at the minute. But say Conte did come in at the end of September, obviously until he can't buy on until January, but he's got October, November, December with those players and you think you know those young players lots of energy willing to learn so it's it's not like it's it's just the performances on the pitch i know it's massive but we've got the players there we've got the yeah the squad there is i'm pleased with the squad you know you can't tell me that gabriel's not going to be a good player uh he just needs the right coaching uh yeah and, and we saw this with arsenal though it's like when everyone talks about wenger uh, and certainly in the early years of Wenger's career, I felt he, he he developed players like massive, you know, Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, yeah, all of these players. But in the later years, he, he, he I think I, I kind of feel like he stole a little bit on his reputation. You look at some of the players that came through; they stagnated. You know, they didn't reach the heights that previous young players had reached before. Mm. Uh, you know, you think say Walcott. Mm. You think of Walker, you know, he wrecked maybe, Walker. He totally wrecked yeah, Walker because I saw him. I saw him play for Oops. Southampton, and this guy was so fast. Never seen anyone that quick, and um, he scored. It was actually I saw a yeah cup game. It was Millwall Southampton, and, and Walker had scored within about one minute. It was just I've never seen anyone that quick. The only other guy, strangely enough, another Arsenal low knee was uh, again the same same uh, ground. I saw uh, Rio Miyaichi, and he was incredibly fast as well. And he scored a similar sort of goal to Walcott at the den as well, and the same sort of result. So, yeah, those those two guys. But the thing with Walcott was then he was in the England squad. And um, and the thing was, the, the idea was, because he was so quick, he was going to be played as a striker. And guess what? He never really got a run at striker. He played two or three games at most in a run. I don't even think it was three. So how are you going to, you know, to, it's a, probably a bit like the Ainsley situation. When, when you're playing in a new position like that, in, sen, in a central position, you often need a run of games, I think, to sort of get ahead of steam going. And, and so Walcott, I always felt very sorry for him. I thought the guy's not really a winger. He, he could be a striker if he's played on the shoulder of the last man. He, he, would, he would literally get anything. This guy could catch pigeons, you know. That's how fast he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He or, was or, yeah, it's ridiculous speed, you know, and, and so he was a weapon, but he wasn't used properly by Wenger, and I, I just couldn't understand what he was playing at. But actually, this sort of the Wenger talk, I wasn't thinking about that, but it touches on something else. Uh, I think I forget, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but the Chelsea manager, Tuchel or whatever his name is. He, oh, Tuchel, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have a problem with his name. I thought he sounded like a Tuchel last time I heard, so I went with that. Okay, the Tuchel guy at uh, Chelsea. To Tuchel. Well, anyway, this guy, he said, uh, he made a remark about Arteta. He said, he said the problem at Arsenal is Arteta got promoted to manager and now he's he's not just focused on coaching. He said, look at me, all I have to do is deal with the players that I've got. I don't have to deal with transfer. I don't have to deal with transfers and agents and all the other things that, that a manager has to deal with. 
And I just wondered what your thoughts were on Wenger, because Wenger, obviously, he, uh, over the years, he moved further and further away, it seemed, from the training ground. I mean, I'm not even sure what kind of coach he was. I think he was good at assembling teams, a bit like uh, Bobby Robson. I spoke to um, an Ipswich player who actually um, played a lot of games for Bobby Robson for England and um, and Ipswich. I said, what was Bobby Robson's secret? Because he was quite successful. He said he was a terrible coach. <laughs> he, said, he said he was not good on the co- as a coach. He said he was, but he would listen to us. He'd listen to us, and um, he was really good at picking picking the right players. He would he would find sure. f- he'd pick a good team and let us get on with it. Basically, that's that's how he managed. And and sometimes there's something to be said for that. And I think Wenger was similar, but I don't know obviously because I've not spoken to any players that that knew him or know him. Sorry. But but that's the impression I got because it always seems so chaotic, you know. Um, even even when Arsenal were winning, I thought, oh god, it's so chaotic. And my heart's in my mouth all the time because you never know what the score's going to be. You could be winning four nil, and you could end up losing five four. You know, you just never yeah. ever know. Whereas Arteta, I feel I feel more secure, but you know, but I'm not happy entirely happy at the moment. I have to say, even though it was a win. And I don't want to whinge and groan and everything, but here I am again. But no, actually, I felt I felt the defence was more solid. Obviously, the results said that too. But it was just having this Ram, Ramsdale in goal. He's just so... Um, did you notice how he's shouting at the defenders and dominating, totally dominating that area? I felt every time the ball went in, he, he dropped the ball sort of once, but didn't seem to be a problem. He seemed to be totally in control of that... Of, whole penalty area really because Norwich are no mugs Norwich are no mugs and uh, I just thought this guy it don't look like they're going to score really but I was still nervous anyway (laughs) but not as nervous as I would have been with Leno in goal and I like Leno I do like Leno but he's just uh, he's gone right off the boil ever since ever since Martinez left he's gone off the boil so maybe just give him a kiss so I, I just felt yeah I felt happy with that you know, the thing that's bothering me, though, Alex, is just the lack of chances. I thought, I'd say Norwich are no mugs, but we should be creating proper chances against a team like that. And we didn't. And that that's all that worries me, really, at this stage. Well, I think fundamentally that's been our problem for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. But certainly, if you think back to the last season, you know, we, yeah, and even when we were doing quite well last season, you know, you look at the stats, we had like the third best defence in the league, and you know, you know, we we would have come third, or you know, if the season was played after Christmas, I know it's just a bit of a silly fact, but yeah, you know, it highlights the you know the the tale of two uh, season of two halves, yeah, uh, that was that was sort of our, you know our season. Uh, so yeah, no, that's that's my concern. Like I, I was watching, and I was a bit bored. Like it was just like. There, there was the odd chance. I think I can remember the odd chance Norwich had. I think they flashed one across the goal at one point. But yes, I see your point. Like that, yeah, it wasn't. I didn't feel that. Yeah, at no point did we you know, look like giving away possession massively. Or you know, uh, I thought you know they didn't look like scoring in two great amounts. But to go back to your original thing about Tuchel, uh, I'm going to call him Tuchel. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's right. But I'm going to call him that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Like, I, I read the Grove very. very yeah, I like that. I like that website and and their podcast. Really good. The, yeah, I think it is. He's, he's, he's very funny, but he's incredibly insightful as well. And uh, but obviously, he does it full time. Uh, well, he doesn't. He does. He works full time, should I say? But mm. he, yeah, he, he spends more sort of energy on it than you know, me and you do on our our thing sort of thing. Uh, and it's <laughs> so insightful. cobbled together. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, well, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what plan? But, yeah, a bit like we, sort of Wenger's tactic. We offer something different to the market. Yeah. We offer something different to the market. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, he has raised that point about uh, Arteta. When Arteta joined, he was just a coach. And mm. then after the FA Cup wins, he got promoted to like full-time manager. And so he's more involved in that side of things. And I think that has almost, I think that's hurt Arteta. I don't think it's helped him having this thing and I think it's made this really weird power structure at the club like I think the power dynamics of the club are all to fucking shit and I think having Arteta now on the same level as Vinay 
and edu, I think has created more problems than solved. Uh, but so, but if you if you think about Wenger, it's almost like Arsenal have gone have gone initially went the other way because Wenger was towards the end. I feel like a dictator, like he was in charge of everything, uh, you know, every small decision at that club went through him. And I think you know, in the end that possibly could have contributed to hit to Wenger's downfall. Because he couldn't focus on the football. Uh, yeah, in terms of coaching, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a funny one. Like, obviously, some of the you know the, some of the players. You know, I, I haven't heard anything massively against Wenger's coaching. Uh, of yeah, he must have had people help him out here and there. Yeah, but I certainly got the feel that yeah, with Arsenal, you never knew. Arsenal always had it wasn't this softness; it was just this unpredictability. Uh, and you know, even if Arsenal conceded, you could still imagine them still scoring another. You know, it was a, it was a strange sort of thing. You know, and some of the games that we you know we remember from the games where you know, any normal manager would be pulling their hair out defensively. Yeah, uh, the thing with Wenger's coaching, I mean, uh, the the reason why I have my doubts is not because anybody said anything. I think it's when when I used to watch the warm ups, and I know it was Pat Rice who used to do the warm ups. Yeah, for Arsenal, yeah. but they were. I'd be watching at the time. I was doing quite a lot of coaching myself, so like I, I liked to think I knew what I was talking about. But so when I'd watch the other teams warming up, theirs would be, <laughs> theirs would be so much more in keeping with what, what you know, the sort of fashion in football, if you like. You know, the fashion in football was to play like a little mini game before you play the real game. You know, not properly, but you know, to sort of at least go through the motions. And Arsenal weren't doing that. Nearly all the other teams that I saw were doing it, and I found that really strange. So I thought it seems like suddenly Arsenal have gone from being quite a modern modern team, you know, because it was Wenger who brought in uh, creatine and and all those new new sort of made it a science really. But I think Wenger brought in from from what I can gather, what Wenger was very good at was yeah. The appliance of science, you know, like you will train for one minute. What? We want to do 10. No, one minute. And it was very, very strict like that. And he was good with the creatine because he extended the careers of Adams and Bold and quite a few other players, even Ian Wright, I think. Um, so quite a few players had extended careers because of the science that he brought in and no one else was doing it at the time. So there was that. that and also psychology, because I think Wenger is pretty strong on that. Pretty strong on psychology, but as far as tactics are concerned, my my guess is he wasn't well. You know, when you saw his substitutions, it just seemed it was just too. It was regular as clockwork. Like that's why our Arshav, got bombed out because he said, "Oh, I will only play on the seventieth minute because that's the the minute when Wenger does his substitutions," and he was bombed out after that. And uh, he was just so you know so predictable. I don't think his teams were predictable, but he was predictable tactically, I thought, whereas Arteta isn't, you know, but that's not necessarily a good thing because we've seen, we've seen the players and we've, we've had indications that the players don't really know what they're doing. They've said this before, though, under the previous manager, so sometimes I start thinking it's the players who are at fault, not the manager, especially Arteta, who seems like a really good communicator. So how is it he can't get his message across? And the other thing I wanted to ask you about, though, is this? Did you read reports of a toxic dressing room? No names were mentioned, but um, before the Norwich game, um, that was that was a couple of couple of websites. I think a newspaper reported there's a, a toxic atmosphere in the dressing room, and the reason why Arsenal are not doing well is is largely down to that. So, um, any thoughts on that? I think you may have disappeared though. So, um, so I could be doing this by myself unless you call back in a minute. Um, or maybe, yeah, here we go, here we go. Yes. So, yeah, I was saying, um, I was saying, Alex, about, about, um, I was talking about a toxic dressing room, yeah. Right, hang on, let me get you on speaker, because. All right, hold up. I've got to get you on speaker, sorry, you're not on speaker at the moment. Okay. okay, you are now. So, toxic dressing room, what What are your thoughts? Yeah, Is it true? It's interesting, you know, there has to be, if you think about it like this, you know, these players, I don't think even Shaka, who we all hate, or 
Yeah, uh, can't say I don't really lately. Uh, yeah, I think fundamentally he wants to be successful. I think he wants to be part of a team that wins trophies and yeah, does the business, right? Mm. So I think they all want to do well. Very few players, in my opinion, are there just to collect a paycheck. I think if they're at a club where they go, oh, you know, I might leave at the end of the year, I'm going to ride out this year and collect my paycheck. I think that's, that's different than... Uh, I think that's different than mm. you know, purposely going to a club just to collect a paycheck. So we, if we have to assume that these, all of these players care and they want to win and they want to mm. be successful, yeah, and that's they've all yeah, that's, I think that's, that's fair, isn't it? Don't I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's a complaint of a lot of fans in, you know, not just at yeah. Arsenal, other clubs. And I, I've always maintained, I said, have you ever met a professional footballer who doesn't care about his job? I just, I, and I've met quite a few. And I'm, my feeling is, yeah, sometimes they party, sometimes they do things they probably shouldn't do. But then that applies to everybody. And I said, they're just as professional yeah. as anybody else, seriously. And, uh, and and I just get mad. You know what really riles me is when they say, oh, they're not trying. That's just nonsense. Yeah. That's nonsense. Yeah, no, exactly. It's I, very I rare. I can't support that. Yeah. I just can't support that because I've never met, well, you know, very rarely do I meet professionals in any work environment. Mm. Forget football for yeah. Any work environment that don't try. Now, you tell about like going out and drinking and partying. Yeah, for sure. There yeah. are certain there are different expectations of being a footballer than there are, say, being a teacher or a lawyer or mm. whatever, right? Uh, and sometimes they fail to meet these expectations. But again, it's not through malice or, yeah, it's just through poor decision-making. Yeah, we, we've talked about Maitland-Niles when it comes to poor decision-making. So, it, yeah, it, it, it happens. But when it comes to a toxic atmosphere, you have to think that you know, these players, the majority of these players anyway, uh, yeah, have managed to get rid of Wenger. They got rid of Emery. And if they wanted to, and I'm not even sure that they don't, they could get rid of Arteta. So the idea that they're all fighting with themselves, I don't know. It doesn't surprise me too much because I don't think we're a club at the minute that is you know, in a place where we want to be. So if it's toxic, mm. yeah, if it's toxic towards Arteta, that's one thing. If it's toxic with each other, then, then you have to say, right, okay, who are the players that we want to keep and get rid of everyone else? And you being toxic almost lends itself to us. You've given us an opportunity to get rid of you. Mm. Uh, and I, 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 yeah, we, we hear all the time about Xhaka. Supposedly, he's well liked about among the club. But we always hear that. Yeah. You know, if you're a professional and you see him do that fucking brain dead tackle that he did against City, yeah. how can you honestly go, yeah, that's fine? You know, like, part, yeah, are you telling me Aubameyang, not for one second, just went, for fuck's sake, why did you do that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I, I can't subscribe to that. I can't, you know, these are, play, these are professional players. These are the best of their game. They do want to win things, right? They do want to be successful. And so, I, I, I get that, yeah. And, and of course, like, you know, we've, we've, all, we've all played the game. When, you know, there's always arguments on always arguments mm. uh, you know even amongst friends and especially sometimes amongst friends I've played in games and I, I've played against teams that I've been you know, not so much luckily being with teams but I've certainly played against teams where they're arguing with each other and you, and you just go this is brilliant this is fantastic that they're arguing with each other as the opposition you know, this is fantastic uh, that they're arguing with each other because they're not focused on the game they're not focused on you know, turning it around or whatever so I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't honestly be surprised. I, I, whether you know whether they get rid of the right player. I think there was certainly with Kalashnyak. You know, Kalashnyak is there still. I can't imagine he. Yeah, you know, try not to be libelous, but I can't <laughs> imagine he's exactly over the moon about being frozen out. Yeah. Obviously, he was busy mates with Ozil. No, don't know. Uh, did you so see what Ozil? Like, did you see Ozil's tweet after the City game? I was absolutely yeah, spitting feathers after that. What is it? Believe yeah. in the process. Now, I yeah, I know it could be class. taken 
Yeah, it could be taken two ways because some some of the press said, "Oh, he's supporting Arsenal from a distance," and I thought, "No, he's he's actually having a laugh no, at Arsenal's yeah, expense." Well, and well, I, I, I'm the same with you. I took it like that. I took it as everything. Uh, and it's, it's just classless. Yeah, but it's, it's, this is the same proposal that you know paid for Gunnar Soros' his wages or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fucking PR stunt, you know. Uh, it's just classes, you know, but footballers can be like that, you know, yeah, we have to remember, most footballers are morons, you know, in <laughs> terms of, you know, they, yeah, they don't stay at school long, and, yeah, whatever else, some are intelligent, but, you know, the majority of fucking idiots, and, and, and as well, you know, I can put shit on social media, and nobody cares, he does it, he gets a million, or, you know, half, half you know, five million, whatever, uh, views, so, you know, he knows that, of course. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just thought it was classless. But, you know, it, it just reminded me of, like, a bitter ex-player. You know, and mm. uh, I, I remember, remember when Koscielny, I was more, I remember when Koscielny left. Yeah. And he did, you know, he took off the shirt and he revealed his new shirt. And I just went, you know, you were a good to average defender for 10 years. Drogba used to bully you. Other players used to bully you weren't as good as you think you were and you've done that and you know let's let's be let's get it right you were ne- you were never an arsenal great but you've done that and it just kind of it just shows me the sort of person you are really uh but yeah, yeah you left like, the south uh, edge a little bit because he yeah, wanted he, did a he bit. wanted out he wanted out and arsenal didn't want to let him he go did, and i think arsenal fucked him over a little bit mm. but yeah that's just going out the fans almost i think it's like so like you're basically saying, go, go fuck yourself to the fans. The fans didn't do anything. The fans didn't, uh, what's it called? Sort of, yeah, keep him against his will or anything mm. like that. So, yeah, I, I just thought it's been classless. I didn't say Rose, I just thought it was classless. But, you know, what's he done in Turkey since he's been there? You know, how's his career going now? You know, he, he, we got rid of him. Uh, and you just kind of think, the fact that he has to make that comment says to me, that he's not getting everything he wants in Turkey. Like he's like, has he played something stupid like one game or he scored one goal? Or yeah, he's like managed really, one. Really <laughs> one goal. Shit stats, yeah. Uh, and you just go, oh yeah, so how's your career going? You know, you wouldn't take the piss out of us. I think Arteta has rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. And, yeah, we, we talked about the, the whole Tavares playing at right back against Bournemouth thing, which is just a bit of a fuck you to Bellerin. Huh. Uh, uh, so, you know, his man management still do leave a little bit to be desired, but, yeah, you know, yeah, again, I just thought it was classless. But, it reminds me, it reminds me a lot of um, of George Graham, Arteta. That's probably why I like Arteta so much. But as long as he can win as much as George Graham, I'll be quite pleased well, with that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it I, seems I a long way care. off. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if he makes the players cry on a daily basis. If we're winning trophies, Same he can do what he wants. You know, I, I think that's the that's the rationale that most fans have. It's like how you run it is on you. You're judged by results, and at the minute, and you know, performances to a certain extent. But you know, George Graham's performances, you know, you know one 0 to the Arsenal, very, very sort of. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they were uh, pretty yeah, dire performances under George Graham, yeah, but I I liked them because um, they were mostly winning performances when yeah, yeah. trophies were coming and. Um, and yeah, and I felt the same. I felt with Arteta coming in, I thought this guy's going to be similar because he's—he reminded me. He just okay, he weren't quite a stroller on the pitch, but you know, he was one of those midfielders, thinking, thinking man's midfielder, really. Arteta yeah. never made mistakes. No, no, never. I never saw him make a dramatic error. Really, never. He was yeah. when he played yeah, he's so so solid. This guy was so solid. Iron nerve, you know, stat, you know, if it was a penalty, he was going to score it. You know, he would definitely score. I don't remember him missing. He may have missed one, but I don't remember it. And and I just trusted this guy so much. And I was so pleased when he came to Arsenal as a footballer. And then I was pleased when he came as a, as a manager. And I'm still, well, I'm like you said last time, this, you know, I'm just, at the moment, it's, it's like the jury's out again on him because uh, after the cup win, that, that extended the honeymoon. But the honeymoon seems well yeah, and truly over now. Goodwill, didn't yeah, he bought him some goodwill, but I think he he managed to lose a lot of that goodwill with last season. 
the insistence of playing with him. Yeah, you know, I didn't know. You could argue Pepe has got every right to be annoyed because Pepe's development was stunted by the like, insistence of playing fucking with him. Uh, so, yeah, just the performances, the results. Yeah, there's a lot of things wrong with the team. I just, I know, a lot of people wanted Arteta out last season. Yeah, I wasn't um, in yeah, that group. I, 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 yeah, because I thought I thought he's gonna, he'll be fine. He'll definitely be fine. But yeah, he just, uh, just, well, because because you know, also it was a semi final of the Europa League, which um, was it was a lot of teams had to be had to be um, put to the sword to get to that stage. Trouble was losing to Villarreal, the eventual winners. It just, it just. Again, it was the manner of it. It was the manner. It wasn't. It didn't feel good. It's never going to feel good losing the semi final. But if you're unlucky, it doesn't feel that bad. But Villarreal were the better team, both legs. So it just felt so disappointing to lose to Villarreal. They're not a big team. Sorry to say that to them. Oh yeah, and and that too. And that made it even worse. And then I thought, oh god, what happened? What I thought Arteta's going to win. I. I think I predicted Arteta was going to win the Europa League. I didn't say they were going to do much in the league, but I certainly thought he'd win the Europa. I thought he would. I really, really thought he would. And I said so right at the start. So maybe that's why I felt so disappointed about it. But yeah, which I found that very hard to take. And then the form, yeah, in the league was a bit better at the end of the season. And then I thought, when I saw the, 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 the matches, the opening games, well, you, you called it exactly right. You said zero points. Goal difference of minus eleven. We were two out, yeah. and I, I didn't say enough at one point. I think we'll get a draw against Brentford. I don't think we'll lose, but we will certainly lose to Chelsea. And I, I, I didn't have this idea of a massive goal difference like what Arsenal have got now. I just didn't see that. I just couldn't imagine it. I, so I honestly thought at this stage Arsenal would have at least one point because I know I'm a bit pessimistic. So I thought they'd have at least one point. And um, and I look at the fixture list, and it's really weird that after beating Norwich, the mighty Norwich, I'm not looking ahead and seeing lots of lots of three points ahead. I just don't don't see it. And why am I so pessimistic when the the right back kind of had a blinder? Really, um, the Japanese boy, um, he did very well. I thought. What's his name? Takahiro Tomiyasu. I was very impressed with him. And I wasn't expecting to be impressed because I thought he's going to take time to settle. And I thought, feels like he's been here for ages. You know, the guy just, yeah, yeah, just, was, uh, he just, yeah, he, he was everywhere. Well, I, say, I think, uh, I think the, yeah. the one shining light that we have as a club at the minute is the, the squad, or at least anyone with half a brain. So if Conti comes in, you look at those players and the majority of them are under 20 you know, mm. we had Martinelli on the bench. We had uh, yeah, Smith Rowe on the bench, Party on the bench. And, of course, you know, I, I would probably start in Party. I'm, I'm curious as to why he didn't, but, you know, nevertheless, you know, we have a lot of young, good players that just need the right coaching. Mm. And they can become, you know, very good players, just like Saka did, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think I so, think the tactics so, were... No. He's been so, um, to me. Um, yeah, Sack has been a little disappointing this season, but I don't want to knock him because he obviously he's playing so many games. This guy, you know, yeah, he's got his international he's games, I think, and I think he's yeah, looking a little bit jaded. Yeah. 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 Excellent season. Yeah. And I'm a big fan. Yeah, and he and gets kicked a lot. Look how many fouls yeah, he drew he from the opposition. They were just yeah. all over him like a rash, you know. They were constantly kicking yeah. him, which probably was nice for Alba or Alba. I don't know how to say that Alba, but that guy. You know, it's nice for him because he must be getting kicked left, right, and centre. And then Saka comes on. <laughs> you must see, with with him in the team, he's getting kicked more than I am. You know, and that, that must be unusual yeah, for a striker. He, he needs to adapt his game. Yeah. Uh, because now people start to analyse him a lot more. People start to give him the respect he deserves. Yeah, he does. But now deserve. he has to change his game to sort of, you know, be one step ahead of him still. You know, if you want to be a true great, 
look at someone say like Ronaldo, constantly evolving, constantly adapting. Mm. And you wouldn't think when Ronaldo left for Real Madrid, he was not a number nine. Now he is. Yeah. Yeah, he can play. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's changed his game. Yeah, he's adapted. He realized, yeah, he's adapted. I think yeah, all great players do that. All great managers do that as well. Uh, and that's the difference between Ferguson and uh, Wenger is Ferguson adapted throughout the years, but. Yeah, yeah, I agree I with that. So Saka has to do that. Saka has to do that. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be hard. Isn't it? Yeah, it's that awkward second season, isn't it, really? Uh, but hopefully he can. You know, he's got. You know, he's only just turned twenty, I think, this year. So you know, just recently. So yeah, that's right. He's still, so I think so, yeah, that's that's the one thing that I'm holding on to is we've got a lot of these players that you know, are young and with the right coach, the right guidance can be. So, talking of adaptation, do you think Alba will adapt to being a different sort of striker? He still looks quick. He um, there was one point in the game where where a long ball went forward and he and he turned it into a good ball and he he looked like he had the beating of the defence didn't quite make it though. Well, actually, it was more than once. So he did he did sort of stretch his legs a bit in that in that game because maybe some of the part the passing to him didn't seem that good to be honest until party came on and then things started clicking a little bit more but do you think Albert's going to have to adapt his game because of his because he's getting older i mean just based on that game i'm saying yeah. maybe he doesn't have to yeah. but maybe he does long term i'm thinking because he has got two more well, years to go at arsenal at least he has got two more years to go yeah that's true uh, i think so well i wasn't sure if he can play as a striker. Mm. You know, like, I'm still not convinced he's, he's as good as a striker. I don't think we have anyone else. I think he will be our striker this year. So I, think, I feel sorry for Lacazette. I think Lacazette is a better fit into the system mm. uh, that Arteta wants to play. But I think Lacazette can hold the ball up better. He can. Than, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to have to. He's going to have to. Uh, but I think striker is the only position where we don't have youth. So we do have youth, like I'm, I'm aware of Ninketi, I'm aware of Balogun, but we don't have youth that's, you know, not dependable. Only, I say, yeah, dependable, exactly. They're, they're very poor. Yeah. You know, in most other positions, you know, they've played a couple of seasons, like Gabriel's played a season, you know, but Tomasu, like Tomas, the new lad, he's played a few seasons in Serie A. Do you know what I mean? Like they've had, you know, mm. Balogun hasn't had any game time. Ketia hasn't had really much game time, and the game time he did have, you know, arguably, I don't think he impressed many people. So, you know, I think Aubameyang is safe in that position for the year. Like, I don't think he's at risk for, to lose that, unless, you know, he decides to play Arteta. I don't think Arteta, uh, sorry, not Arteta, sorry, Lacazette, I don't think he will. I don't think he will drop Aubameyang. Uh, but you're, we're kind of hoping on Aubameyang to get back to that form, really, and, yeah, time will tell, but I think that's I think that's our weakness at the minute, our inability to score goals. Yeah, I was wondering if Obama Yang's gonna turn into a sniffer. Because after that goal, I mean it's just I'm 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 taking a lot lot of information from that one goal in the four games, you know, that that I thought it's a good sign if your striker's getting them tappings. Because that's something that he didn't used to do very often. I, I thought most of his goals were quite spectacular. And um, and so yeah. it was, you know, this yeah. was a different sort of goal. How many scrappy goals has he ever scored? I don't remember too many. I, mean, I reckon he's probably scored a few, but not the majority of his goals are cutting him from the left and just yeah. curling yeah, it around yeah. the keeper. That's his yeah. trademark goal, really. The you know the sort of goal he, he scored one in the cup final, didn't he? Like that when when he cut in. Yeah. And, and that kind of that kind of goal, yeah, he's scored plenty like that. But this was this was the sort of goal that I wouldn't expect him to score really, because all of these goals are, are very good goals, you know, and and you know, a pleasure to watch. Well, they're always a pleasure to watch if Arsenal score. I don't care how it goes in. Oh, did you? I don't know what commentary you was listening to. Matt Matthew Upson, the summariser, he was saying, "Oh, I think that's offside," and I was thinking, "What are you talking about?" It's come off the post. He's going, no, no, Alba was offside. He was offside. He can't be offside. The ball's coming back off the post. The amount of yeah. p- 
people that don't seem to know that that rule. He was offside at one point during the play, actually. He was offside. But the thing is, then the ball hit the post and he hadn't been ruled offside at that point. So when it came back, he's not offside. So I just didn't really understand. I think, you know, it was very complicated because the ball was, was going around like a pinball, wasn't yeah, it? Sort of ricochet. Yeah, I was worried about it, but I thought it shouldn't be offside. I don't think so. It was, it was, I, I was getting mad with Matthew Upson. Anyway. I, I like Matthew Upson a lot, actually. I've got to say that. I've never met him, but I've, I've been in a press conference with him once, and he's very articulate. Um, he was at Reading at the time, and he was. Uh, I was just, I was really impressed with Upson. I liked him as a footballer too. He was, he was, I think he was out on loan at Reading, so he was an Arsenal player when I when I. Oh, because Reading's sort of not so far from you, is it? Or where you used to be. But, um, but yeah, he was a good footballer, no question. I remember Arsenal got him from Luton, if I remember correctly, for about... Yeah, what, for a really little amount of money. Yeah, about one and a half mil or something. And uh, he didn't play enough games for Arsenal. He was a class act, I thought. And um, and he is, you know, he's a, he's a very articulate guy, very, very, very switched on. So I was shocked that he was saying those things. So I was pretty upset. Did you think it was offside though at the time? I wasn't sure. Like, yeah. I have to admit, I was, I, the, the commentary, I, I was watching it on a, it's an American feed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought, I was trying to work out what was going on. It was, it was quite a lot of information to take in, wasn't it really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, like you say, I don't know. Honestly, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, of course, I'm the goal was given because uh, I don't think we would have scored but yeah I'm, I'm not sure maybe yeah, maybe we deserved a little bit of luck certainly I thought we played well enough you know to sort mm. of justify it uh, but no I wasn't entirely sure uh, I left I, 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 Americans yeah. my feet, so. yeah I got mad because I remember once I had a goal disallowed for the same reason uh, I mean it wasn't ricocheting around like that but I remember the ball came off the post on a crossbar, and I actually headed it in, which I, I never, I scored about two headers in my life, and that was one of them, and it got chalked off, and, I, and it was a proper game, you know, it was a Hong Kong division game, you know, where semi-pro, and I was going mad, you know, I was going, that's my only headed goal, it's <laughs> the only one I'm ever going to register, what are you doing? And he said, shut up, or I'll book you, and I said, no, no, it's, it's a goal, because look, it came off the off the crossbar, and I headed it in, and he said, yeah, but you're in an offside position. There was no defender in front of you. I said, look, it's just come, it's moving the opposite way. And oh, I said, you don't know the rules. He said, right, that's it. You're going to get a yellow card. And luckily I shut up at that point. And then, and then a few weeks later, I got my first yellow. And then the second one followed very shortly and then a red. Yeah, so yeah, I started getting in trouble after that because, because the refs just didn't know the rules. I mean, they're all kitted up nicely, but... But I think, luckily, luckily for Arsenal, I think they they obviously did know the rules. But I was so worried about the the referees that had been appointed for that game because they are known to be Arsenal haters, right? Who, who yeah, does, yeah, yeah, cause, the yeah. Because the guy, the guy in the studio, was it? Oh, I forgot his name, Mike Dean. I think it was Mike Dean, and um, yeah. and and then who was refereeing? Whoever that was. Every time he refereed the Brentford game and he let Brentford beat the hell out of Arsenal. But maybe I'm wondering if it was because of the crowd, he started giving Arsenal free kicks. Yeah, it could have been. Well, the crowd makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. The crowd makes a massive difference. So, because against Brentford, he gave Arsenal nothing. Nothing at all. You know, obviously there was the wrestling thing with, with Leno. And I wonder as well, like, the thing I like about Ramsdale, just going back to him for a moment, is I don't think too many players are going to want to wrestle Ramsdale because he looks a bit tougher than Leno to me, uh, and he he just he just exudes confidence. I mean, based on that, he does he does look like you wouldn't want to have a fight in the pub with him, really, would you? You just wouldn't. I personally, I I think I would. I don't know. I'm not sure I'd run away terrified, but maybe I would. Maybe I would run away terrified. If Leno said, I will I will take you and I will beat you up, I probably wouldn't be quite as scared. I don't think so. It's hard to say because a goalkeeper has to be, I think a goalkeeper has to be relatively tough. Like uh, like Lehman was nuts. He was just nuts, right? And so people didn't, 
although I remember a game where the Spurs Spurs players were stepping on his toes. I was at that game. It was the game when uh, when Arsenal won the league at White Hart Lane, and who was it stepping on his toes? I forget who it was. Might have been Robbie Robbie Keane or somebody. I forget who it was. Yeah, and he was stepping on Lehman's toes, and it all was going it was going so pear shaped very quickly, but not pear shaped enough for uh, Arsenal not to win the league. So that was that was a good experience. But yeah, it's nice to have a goalkeeper who commands a box. It's, it's based on these on these uh, three games now, three clean sheets. Right, there was West Brom five nil, there was uh, Brentford behind closed doors four nil, and now then one nil. One nil to the Arsenal. So, um, right, we've got anything else to say? We we just hit the even even the on air the on air number says one nil. It says we've been talking for one hour and and nil minutes. So it's one nil. So yeah, right. We'll be, yeah, I think so. So we'll hit the music and um, I'm not sure when we're going to be back, but depends if we win or lose the next game. <laughs> I don't know, but if we've had a few people, we've had people entering the studio. Can you believe it? Paulski entered. I can't even say the name of this person, so apologies. Trisha Chowdhury, something. It's a bit of a long name, so apologies if I didn't get it right. And Mr. Vino. So hope you enjoyed what you heard, and um, hopefully there's going to be lots, lots more to come. Because uh, the more Arsenal wins, the more often we uh, we subject our listeners to this kind of thing. So, so until the next time, adios, amigos.